0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. The Prime Minister has announced 45 million billion in funding to create and protect more than 200 affordable housing units in Hamilton. The money's on top of $19 million from the city. That'll help fund four housing initiatives across Hamilton. It's not just the federal government that can solve this. That's why having a great partner in a visionary uh, city and council and mayor uh, looking for how we can build solutions that are going to make sense for people and take pressures off all spaces and housing. To help us understand what this means in Hamilton and beyond, and from the builder's perspective, we're joined by Alex Pacini, who is the manager of government relations for the Ontario Home Builders Association. Good morning, Alex.
1: Good morning, Shona. It's a pleasure to join you. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, I appreciate your input here. What is your reaction to the announcement of the $45 million of federal government money in Hamilton for affordable housing?
1: Well, yesterday's announcement, is a, it's a bit of a mixed bag, honestly. While the investments that were announced are certainly modestly beneficial to restoring some rental stock, building some new units, importantly, um, it's really just starting to scratch the surface of meaningfully addressing the housing supply challenges. That we're seeing and hearing about all across Hamilton. You know, uh, the city has a ten-year target of 47,000 new homes in order to help restore choice and attainability. Um, even earlier last week, we heard the city is only barely on track to meet that target, achieving only five percent above that threshold. So. With that being said, you know, I think there's some bright sides here, Um, the the city, the municipality, uh, the province, um, and the federal government all have uh, a role to play in prioritizing housing, accelerating construction, and perhaps most relevant for the federal space, uh, bringing forward changes that can focus on directly helping home buyers the most so we really need an all of government approach to, to tackle this.
0: Well, one of my takeaways from this is that with a total investment of $64 million, when you add in the money from the city of Hamilton, as well as the money from the federal government, um, then you're starting to get kind of an understanding of just how big this problem is, because that's for a very limited number of houses either to be built or to be repaired so that they are livable
1: absolutely right and that's that's part of the challenge is the amount of money that it costs to to actually build a home today is is um when you blanket on you know municipal fees the cost of labor uh the cost of materials is becoming increasingly unaffordable uh the federal government with the largest capacity to to uh manage the fiscal element of housing uh given the space they're in uh, they have to be a partner at the table and 215 uh, new units while beneficial and will help some people um doesn't tackle the the main challenge which is that uh that scale that volume and that variety of housing that Hamiltonians need uh not just current Hamiltonians but future Hamiltonians as well
0: yeah and the 45 million dollars for Hamilton I mean is there going to be that kind of money for all municipalities?
1: Yeah, so the the city has applied for the Housing Accelerator Fund, which is a program through the Canadian Mortgage and Housing Corporation, uh, approximately 4 billion dollars across Canada to help municipalities streamline um and focus streamline their processes and focus in on how they can deliver new housing units in an accelerated time timeframe. Uh, this is encouraging. And here's an example of, you know, different levels of government working together. Uh, 45 million certainly uh, in this instance is a good step, uh, but really the larger fiscal capacity of changing the way in which we we finance housing in Canada is the biggest shift that the federal government could make in the future. You know, one of the things that we've been talking about from the builder perspective is looking at the different tools available to the federal order of government to actually make it more attainable uh, to, to get into a home. Right now, HST on, on new homes is, is prohibitively expensive, particularly if you're a first time home buyer and you're not uh, leveraging any kind of other asset. Uh, that can be a huge challenge. And so we are encouraged that. Uh, different orders of government. In this case, uh, in the latest provincial budget, the federal, the provincial government uh, noted that they were going to be working uh, and having conversations with municipalities, with uh, the federal government, in order to actually see how tax policy can change to to make avenues to home ownership more accessible for people.
0: We're speaking with Alex Pacini, who is the Manager of Government Relations for the Ontario Home Builders Association. When we're talking about affordable housing, uh, that to me speaks to seniors, women, children feeling domestic violence in some cases, people experiencing mental health and addiction issues, and Indigenous peoples. Um, and, And all of those groups, they desperately need housing, but that's not always where the money is. And it's not a sin that home builders are in business and they they need to make a profit.
1: That's right. Uh Shana, you know, um there's absolutely, you know, housing needed throughout the spectrum. Be it supportive housing, be it uh new housing typologies and formats, co-op housing. Um the bread and butter of of Canadian uh the Canadian housing market is, you know, that single family home or uh, that uh, that that home that you know people just want to live in, that market rate house. Um, ultimately and historically in Canada, that has meant that the market has delivered that kind of housing. Um, and you know, when we look at a lot of the post-war homes that uh, that were built after 1945, a lot of that was provided be, uh, was only possible because the federal government was a tremendous partner with industry to actually get that kind of housing stock built. Um, we need housing at all ends of the spectrum: uh, supportive housing, um, housing specific to those who are in, who are in desperate need, fleeing domestic violence, um, supporting. A Indigenous communities—all very important—and at the same time, we also need to be ensuring that we're constructing and speeding up uh, the construction and lower, while lowering the cost uh, of market-rate housing, so that way Canadians can find a place where they can uh, where they can thrive.
0: Well, it's interesting you're mentioning the uh, the post-war construction projects that happened. I mean, the announcement yesterday was uh, part of the National Housing Strategy, um, and it is providing low-interest loans to encourage, or at least part of it is, providing low-interest loans to encourage construction uh, for more purpose-built rental housing. Um, Do you think that's going to be as effective as that post-war construction support?
1: I'm I'm not sure I could say if it would be as effective, but I think that Overall, we're trending in the right direction on rental. You know, uh, last year the the province had the highest house uh, rental housing starts over the last twenty years. Uh, very encouraging, uh, and ultimately, rental is an important uh, option for those who are looking to have something. Uh, particularly if you're in a downtown, if you're in a downtown center, uh, or if you want a little bit more flexibility, um, it, rental is absolutely critical. And making sure that uh, rental options are available is crucial over the long term not just in the short term Uh, one of the areas that i think governments can look at is is how rental housing is taxed you know uh right now we saw the provincial government look to change uh some of the taxation policies around purpose-built rental housing that was encouraging because it's going to mean more rental starts more apartment starts um and the federal government should take a same eye to that uh, to look and see how we can actually make it viable again. So that way those kind of projects can move ahead and people can get the, the, that key to that new apartment.
0: Well, yeah, but when there's uh rental housing that's being constructed, a lot of people are saying, you know, it's not regulated in terms of, of what the rental fee is going to be. And people may not be able to afford those units.
1: Yeah. So uh, since 2018, we've seen a huge takeoff in, in rental housing starts. Um, ultimately, um, what's going to, what, what the market will bear is, is, is what's important here and what, uh, we should be focusing on. Um, and at the same time, we also need to be looking, uh, and I think all levels of government can, can put an eye to, you know, where support is needed for those who, uh, perhaps aren't in the space of a market rate, uh, unit. And so, uh, making sure that there's options at both ends of, of that spectrum is important.
0: Um, what uh, One of the focuses and one of the questions I know a lot of people certainly in Hamilton have been asking is what about the development of, of brownfields? Because you knew that the debate over Greenbelt development is going to come up at some point in this conversation. It's one of the hottest button issues in Ontario right now. But what about a focus on, on brownfields? Is, is that something that uh, the Ontario Home Builders Association is looking at?
1: Yeah. So, you know, where there are, uh, you know, greenbelt or not greenbelt, but uh, brownfield lands um, there's, Opportunities that are that need to be looked at. Um, obviously, environmental concerns are chief among that. Making sure that, uh, where new communities are being proposed, if there is, uh, some type of remediation that needs to be done, those kind of, uh, things need to be kept, uh, kept very, uh, you know, front and center to make sure that any kind of community that moves ahead is healthy and has the right, you know, literal and, and figurative foundation, uh, to build a strong community on. So, Uh, You know, uh, the provincial government has looked at different ways to make green or to make uh, brownfield lands uh, more viable. That being said, uh, a lot of the environmental uh, policies have also been strengthened alongside that. So I think it's important that uh, it be considered as part of a comprehensive approach, but it is not in itself the solution.
0: But it might be part of the solution. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, as you know, there are a lot of people not happy about Greenbelt development, certainly here in and around Hamilton, because it's uh, it's happening in this area as well. Um, and there are a lot of people who want the focus to be on going up, not going out.
1: Yeah, so, Shauna, I think, you know, the province and, and certainly Hamilton are facing a housing crisis, so we need a comprehensive approach, um, you know, different changes that have been brought about uh, to provincial land use policies. Have ensured that you know we are addressing the cost factor that's driving up housing prices and keeping all options on the table. Absolutely, intensification needs to be an important part of that conversation. Um, we know that uh, in in Hamilton, with the LRT line going in, that's going to be a chief uh, a chief uh, di- uh, priority there to make sure that we're actually building the kind of housing that people need um, at uh, at all places throughout the spectrum and at all places at all points in life. Right, uh, different uh, different families, and individuals are looking for different uh, needs in their housing uh, and making sure that there is both the volume and variety of options is critical.
0: Alex, I wanted to thank you for your time.
1: Thank you so much, Sean. I really appreciate the
0: opportunity. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from nine to noon on 900 CHML.